Super Talk Mississippi media production. Aaron, man, thanks so much for joining us. It really does feel like just a couple weeks ago we were all in Omaha together watching the College World Series, and now here we are about you know two weeks away from uh, the start of a, of a brand new season. Just for you in this offseason, has it gone by too fast, too slow, or are you one of those guys who just, like my, my co-host over there, who cannot wait for, for first pitch? You know, it always sneaks up on me every year. I, I feel like uh, we spend all fall – uh, watching as much baseball as we can, and, and you kind of get into that, that rhythm of fall ball where it's just not quite as as intense. You know, you're going around and you're visiting with people, and it's all chummy, and you get to the convention in the first weekend of January, and that's kind of like it's kind of like go time. You know, just like that, the the, the, the flip kind of the switch kind of flips on you, and, and uh, it, it nose to the grindstone. And I'm ready, man. I'm I'm fired up. I'm ready for some baseball now. Well, you know, I have everything I've seen about Mississippi State this year. We didn't want to have Kendall on, by the way, just because we weren't sure he was ready to give a commitment about hosting yet. Well, I don't want to talk to Kendall <laughs> until that is good to go. But obviously, MSU, you know, everything I've seen from them looks like they're going to be a consensus top uh, 10 team. Looks like a team that, you know, if the, the chips fall in the right direction, can make another run to Omaha. You guys at D1 have them at number 10. We'll just start with what you like about this Mississippi State baseball team. Well, there's a lot to like it, and I'll be honest with you, you know, you can line up those SEC West teams in almost any order you want, and, and we debated these teams a lot. Um, in fact, I think heading into our deliberations, I had Mississippi State a little higher. I, I think I had them maybe sixth on my board. Um, Kendall had them a little bit lower because he had maybe more questions about the pitching, but I really believe that the pitching is going to be pretty good. I mean, it, it's, it's certainly deep, it's just a matter of how some of those young guys mature, but you got to like starting with, you know, J.T. Ginn at the top, and uh, I feel very optimistic about Christian McLeod uh, as that number two guy, a lefty that I think has real swing and miss stuff and is ready to perform now and assuming he can stay healthy. Um, so, you know, those two pieces, and of course Eric Sarantola is kind of that wild card. Can he can he put it all together and harness that, that huge arm that he's got and you know, there's been a lot of freshmen, you know, that, that do have to perform on the mound with Landon Sims and, um, you know, Casey Hunt and, you know, Davis Rokosi, all these guys that I'm really high on. Um, but they're, they're not quite proven commodities yet in the SEC, and so that would be the one reservation. But, boy, this team is going to be outstanding in the lineup. I just think there aren't many teams in the country, there may not be a team in the country that has a top four in the order uh, that I think is better. Uh, than, than Rowdy Jordan and Justin Foscue and Jordan Westberg uh, and Tanner Allen. I just think that's yeah, really, really good right there, and, and the pieces around him are strong. I think Josh Hatcher is going to have a big year, which he, certainly they're, they're counting on him to do to kind of provide uh, some, some more power in there. Uh, I think Brandon Pimentel, the, the JUCO transfer, can, can do the same. I mean, that's a guy that, again, he's a big, strong boy. He's got some real, real juice in there and, and showed the ability to drive it the other way, too, in the fall. So, um, that's two more good run producers, and you got some more X-Factor guys like a Brad Cumbus. What can he bring? Um, you know, Landon Jordan, that sophomore class. I just think there's a lot of length in the lineup in addition to that star power, and I think there's a lot of athleticism that, that should you know, lend itself to this being a very good defensive team. Aaron, when I look at this team, I, I can't help but look to that bullpen, and there's just not a, I guess, proven commodity uh, down there yet it is I know you hit on a little bit with the pitching staff, but to you is that the glaring hole on this team? Is you just don't a hundred percent know what you're getting out of that bullpen? Yeah, exactly. You know they're they're going to be relying on a lot of newcomers there, and 
obviously there's talent, you know, and in Sims in particular, I think could be a really good closer, but you never feel great going into a season with a, with a freshman closer. But, you know, I mean, he's going to show you 96 miles an hour with a, uh, a real slider that could be an out pitch. And then, you know, the change up, they might not use that much in a bullpen role, but it's there. Um, so it's really the stuff is there for him. And, and I think, you know, I talk about Casey Hunt, um, guy's got huge upside. You know, it's just really, really athletic and projectable. And, um, you know, I'm curious to see what he can do in a bullpen role. Uh, but these are guys that do have to establish themselves, you know. Well, I'm curious what, what we're going to see out of Cameron James. Will he be a, a bullpen piece for him, or will they use him more as a position guy to start with? Um, I, I think that some of the JUCO pieces they brought in could help provide some experience in that bullpen, but, again, they're not guys that have done it in the SEC yet. There's a little bit of a difference there, but I did like what I saw in the fall from, from Jared Schemper and Houston Harding, which I think give you two nice matchup options on the left side that each have a real swing and miss pitch. Um, and, you know, Jackson Forrest is another piece that uh, uh, I think could help provide some depth in that bullpen. So, so yes, that is the biggest uncertainty about this team is, is the bullpen. But um, the pieces are there for it to be pretty good. It's just you feel a little better if it was more experienced. I know you guys have talked to, to Chris Lamonis, as I have as well, and, and I was talking to Brian about this yesterday, I believe it was, but but Christian uh, Christian McLeod on, on Saturdays, he hadn't thrown a pitch yet at the collegiate level. But when you talk to Chris Lamonis, when you talk to the players on that team, for whatever reason, there is just a ton of confidence in, in Christian McLeod that, that he's going to be just fine in that probably Saturday role. Why is there so – this isn't a knock on Christian McLeod, a, a talented guy and things, but why do you think – why do you feel that there's so much confidence in a guy, you know, being, being a – a consistent contributor on SEC weekends, a guy that hadn't thrown a pitch yet at, at this level, but there, there just seems to be an unmistakable confidence that he's going to lock down that spot. Yeah, I think it starts certainly with the talent, you know, and he's a, he's a physical guy that's built like a workhorse, the arm works well. Um, I think it was kind of 89, 92, touch of 93, but plenty of velocity from the left side. Uh, the breaking ball, I think, could be a real weapon. You know, it's uh, it'll flash plus. Um, you know, with some real depth and bite to it, and, and he's got some feel for changeup too. It's, it's kind of firm, but it's 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 in there, and I think it gives you three pitches. So that's that's kind of a good place to start. You're looking yeah. at a weekend start in the SEC, but also I think he's got some presence about him. You know, and and I think what they saw from him in the fall really inspired confidence. Now, fall ball is not spring ball in the SEC, uh, but it's a good place to start. So. Yeah, I mean, I get the same vibe that you do, that they feel really good, really secure about that spot, but we do still need to see it. There's no question about it. Um, you know, he still needs to go out there and, and prove something. When you think about the situation that Chris Lamonis walked into last year, he walked into a team that was sort of ready-made to get at least make a, a good run into the postseason. Now, he did a fantastic job. He made a lot of moves during the season that worked out, and he got that team back into Omaha. Year two, and, and looking forward with Chris Lamonis, do you like what you're seeing from him in terms of how he's going to build up this Mississippi State program and get them that one thing this program lacks, the national championship? Yeah, I really do. I think it was uh, just a really – fantastic hire. I think he's got the right uh, temperament for that job, which is something that's really important in the SEC. You know, we've seen times before um, talented coaches, uh, and Chad Holbrook comes to mind. You know, I think Chad Holbrook is a really talented coach and certainly proved his recruiting chops for many years at North Carolina and South Carolina, but I don't think he had the right temperament for that South Carolina job. You know, you've you got to be able to really um, let, let the, the criticism roll off your back 
and, and I think Ramonis does that well, and he's just a very even-keeled guy that I think uh, sets, a, sets a good tone for this program, but also he surrounded himself with, with a really strong coaching staff. You know, I mean, um, certainly Jake Gotro, I think everyone regards him as a rising star and a guy that can really recruit and has a good feel for working with the hitters, and uh, I really like Scott Foxhall. He's been doing it for a long time at NC State and you know Auburn College of Charleston. He's had success everywhere he's gone, and I think he gives you a lot of consistency there with the pitching staff as well. So um, I think it's a great staff, and you know when you, you factor in that palace of a ballpark they play in and um, maybe the best fan base in the country, there's a lot of reason that players want to go to Mississippi State, and I, I don't see any reason that this program – will slow down anytime soon. I think we're just really seeing the tip of the iceberg here. I mean, the national championship is coming. It's only a matter of time. And I think we'll see it sooner rather than later. You mentioned Gotro there. Uh, I mean, he's kind of been the, I guess, consistent face through the through the Andy Canizzaro, through the Gary Henderson now to, to Chris Lamonis. I mean, he's kind of been the, I, I guess, the, the familiar face and things. We, we hear praise heaped upon him all the time. And and he's such a key to the success states had the last three years or so. Is it is it just a matter of time before he gets a head job somewhere? Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, there's no doubt. Um, I think right now he's in a really good spot. You know, if you're um, uh, an assistant coach at an SEC power like Mississippi State, there's no urgency to, to move on. But there's no question somebody's going to scoop him up in the next couple of years and, and make him a head coach, probably in the SEC or maybe ACC, a, a program like that. Um, and, and he's going to do well because, again, he's kind of like Ramonis. He's got that, that even keel to him. Um, he's, he, he, I think he does a really good job bringing out the best in his players, and he's a good motivator and connects well with players. Um, same qualities that made him good when he was working on the agent side, you know, Scott Boris. Um, and he's a really good talent evaluator. So I think he's the whole package as a, as a coach. When we look around the SEC this year, obviously, you know, Vanderbilt coming off of a national championship, they're still an elite team. Obviously, Arkansas is going to be there as well. Who are a couple of teams in the conference that maybe you consider to be a little underrated coming into this season? It's so hard to to try to predict what's going to happen in this league because, you know, underrated, I mean, there's, I like all the teams in this league. You know, I could envision a world where Alabama and Kentucky. Um, sneak up and, and, you know, cause a lot of trouble for people. Other teams that are definitely improved, just a matter of, you know, for somebody to go up, somebody else has to go down, you know? So who's, who's going to be leapfrogged? And I have no idea. Uh, but I'll tell you, again, just starting with those two teams, I mean, Alabama has worked hard to, to upgrade their talent. I mean, um, that sophomore class is very interesting. The freshman class is very interesting. A lot more power arms on the mound, you know, a bunch of those sophomore righties you'll see 94 and a um, couple of freshman lefties. I think Connor Prelip's going to be a star there. He might be their Friday guy right from the get-go. And um, they're pretty athletic, and they got some pop in, in the lineup. So, you know, I think they're intriguing. And I and I picked them to finish last place in the league. You know, because there's nowhere to go. Somebody's got to finish last. Uh, but uh, but they're good enough to to be better than that. And the same goes for Kentucky, a team that was what seven and twenty-three in the league last year. Um, they look very offensive to me. You know, I saw them in the fall, and I walked away thinking. These guys are physical. You know, there's real power up and down that lineup. There's speed. Um, I think they should defend. It's just a matter of how good will they be on the mound. Um, and that's something that they have to prove. But there are some, some returning pieces that if they take steps forward, you know, Mason Hazelwood and a Jimmy Ramsey and a Ben Jordan, if those guys can live up to their talent, then Kentucky could be a regional team. 
Um, certainly, South Carolina, I, I think, uh, is a team that, that was very much in contention for our preseason top 25, even as bad as they were last year. Uh, they brought in a really nice group of, of transfers, in particular in the recruiting class. Some big power arm JUCO guys, uh, a couple of impact grad transfers that are going to provide some physicality and, and some veteran presence they really needed in that lineup uh, with Dallas Beaver and Bryant Bowen. So, you know, I think they're pretty balanced. And then you get Carmen Majinski back there atop the rotation. That, that's, that's a guy that could be a top 10 overall pick. You know, I saw him up to 98 this fall with a ridiculously good slider and, and, and an improving changeup. So he could be one of the better aces in the conference. Every team in the league is, is dangerous. Missouri's got real front line starting pitching. You know, Ian, Ian Bedell and Connor Ash and Art, Art Holden from the left side is intriguing. I mean, um, their arms will make them a factor, even though they're not eligible for regional this year. And, and then there's Tennessee. You know, they were in a regional last year. You got Garrett Crochet, who's kind of like uh, their version of Vajinsky, a guy that, if he performs, could be in the mix to be number one overall pick. He's got that kind of talent. Um, the arms behind him are less proven, but very, very interesting. And they do have experience in the bullpen. Um, I want to see their lineup develop. You know, there's some question marks there, but every team in the league has something to really like, and you can envision any one of them jumping up into the top half. Well, it certainly doesn't get any easier in the SEC, but we're gonna we're gonna make you make the prediction before you get off with us here. Uh, are we gonna see each other in June in Omaha? I think so, uh, and I know we rank Mississippi State number ten, which is outside of the top eight. We have to be to get to Omaha, but I really like this team, you know. And, and I walked away in the fall, thinking to myself, "This feels like an Omaha team again." Um, we just need to see it on the mound, and you know, I, I think we will. I, I really believe in the talent and the depth on the mound and the variety. They've got guys from the right and the left side. I think they can match up and piece it together. I think Scott Foxhall is one of the more underrated pitching coaches in college baseball. You know, I, I think he's got a knack for getting the most out of his guys. And you know, just thinking back a couple years ago at NC State. Um, whenever he had a less proven staff, he did a really good job of, of mixing and matching and, and putting guys in position to succeed, and I think he'll do that again. But yes, Mississippi State's going to host, and I think Uh-oh. they're going to be in Omaha. I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite ready to say put her on the board with the Omaha thing, but I feel pretty good about it. We'll see what happens. All right, Aaron, we look forward to talking to you again throughout the season here on the podcast and, of course, on Sports Talk Mississippi. Looking forward to opening day, man. Great, great to have you with us. All right, guys, always a pleasure. Thanks, Aaron. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.